I was. Good morning. Welcome to Caffeinate Your Career. Today's topic, a new job won't solve your problem. I'm your host, the career coach with the most, Jason Hopper with me today, as always, usually. 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 You were on vacation last week. But welcome back, our senior director of career financial services, Ms. Allison Harding. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Allison, how was vacation? Vacation was great. There we go. We are live, and I just muted us. So if uh, you guys are out there and uh, you're watching us live, you might notice things may be a little different. We're at a different location today. I am uh, I'm digging it, actually, right now. So let me know what you think. Yeah, um, we're a small organization, and space is really oftentimes a challenge. And so our old space... Uh, is being used by another group for a few weeks. And so we just were flexible and said, okay, we'll move. We'll figure this out. CFS is always flexible. Just like <laughs> you should be on your job. Hey, there you go. Nice segue. I do see three, four, five people out there watching live. If you're watching live, let me know what you think of this space and tell me where you're watching from. I'll give you a shout out and I don't know, maybe we'll give something away at the end of the. Ooh. Okay. All right. So, um, why a new job won't solve your problems? So, Allison, oftentimes, like, people think that they're in a situation, they get frustrated, and if they can get and change that one thing, that everything is going to be all right and fall into place. Mm-hmm. And this is... Not only, like, for if you're employed, right, if you just don't like your job, but, like, also if you're, like, unemployed, too, because, mm-hmm. you know, often, and I know you've had clients like, oh, if I, if I could just get a job, this will be better. If I could just get a job, this will be better. But, like, that's not always the case because you get into or you end up getting into a new job and it, or you take a job because you just need a job. Right. And it's not like, it's not real good. It's not what you were expecting. It's not so, what you were expecting. You know, sometimes it's um, it's very wise to change jobs. And it's a good thing to change jobs. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that, too, as we, we segue into this, um, a job won't solve your problems. But oftentimes you need to look at the job, the environment, what you're doing, the people and say, is this really what I want to do? Is this what I feel that I need to do? Why, why am I making this choice of wanting to change jobs? Right. Well, because, you know, oftentimes, like, people, they get into that situation, but, like, they don't really consider, like, is the grass actually greener on the other side of the fence? Mm-hmm. And then they, they want to make that jump, um, you know, just because I think oftentimes just, as people, humans, mm-hmm. we like new things. We like adventure. We like to explore. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's always a great idea to um, be curious. I agree, but I think a lot of people change jobs because of the money. I'll be honest with you. Um, 
I'm getting paid $41,000 and I'm being offered $44,000, dollars $4,000 can be a lot of money. Is it going to be as good as where you are today? And so some people look at that and say, doesn't matter, I'm going to get another four or $5,000. It does matter because you have to be happy and you have to like your environment and the people with whom you're working. Right. I, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You, you just have to look at the whole thing. Right. Well, that's the, I tell clients all the time, don't make decisions on jobs based solely on salary. It's really true. I, and I know if you're looking for a job and you're unemployed, that the salary is really important, which it obviously is. But if you're working and you're looking at another job because of the salary, look real hard to make sure it's someplace you want to be. Right. For sure. Um, it's not going to solve your problems. It's a short-term fix. It's a Band-Aid. And we don't want band-aids. We want a long-term happy goal. Well, that's 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 part of it. Is that, that it's not really that might not be the best solution, right? Yeah. Because, because if you get into the new job, you know, there's no guarantee that it's going to be challenging, that you're going to be happy. Um, you know, you just like I think it's it's the ideation ideation. <laughs> it's the thought. <laughs> Had a lot of caffeine, guys. Um, that it's going to be better, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it will be. So, what if you're in a situation where it's a toxic environment, or you're you get a new boss and it's not working? What do you do then? Well, that that is something that you need to figure out. Is it actually a toxic environment? Is it? And if in your scenario, if you got a new supervisor. Like, are you going to be able to work that out? Um, sometimes not everybody's personality is going to fit and mesh together. Um, so then it becomes the question, are you going to be able to adapt and work with this person? Or is it going to be a situation where you definitely need to get out? Right. So, you know, if it's, there are really two different questions that I brought up. If you get a new manager, um, everybody's style, work style is different. And so you get a new manager and all of a sudden you're saying, well, we're not getting along or it's not working. Talk to that person before you jump ship. Um, the grass isn't always greener and you never know who what the next what the next manager is going to be like. They could be better. They could be worse. So if you and your manager aren't getting along, this new person, find out what they want. What are their expectations? How can I help make your job easier? How can I help make my job easier? What can I do to make sure that we are achieving the goal that is designed for the company? Right. And so that's the manager side. On that toxic environment, figure out what's toxic. If it's a person, stay away from them. You don't need to be BFFs with that person. If it's an entire environment, figure out if you can help improvement improve it see what you can do and if not maybe it is time to change but you have to always remember where you're coming from is known where you're going to is an unknown right by the way i just want to mention that uh we do have people in the chat that are watching where i would see you yolanda chen and gabriella good morning uh and if y'all are in the chat get connected to each other 
Send, send, you know, when you send your connection notes, hey, Jason says in Captain Eight Year Career, we could should be connected because you never know who somebody's going to know. You never know what value somebody might be able to provide or that you can provide to them. So network, network, network. By the way, Allison, did you know our next networking event is this Thursday? No. And what is it going to be on? Uh, <laughs> here's what it's going to be on. Building character. We're going to have, you know who's going to be uh, our guest speaker? Who? Marlene. Oh. Marlene Schaub. She is uh, Jewish Family Services HR manager, and she's going to teach you how to be visible and build character. If you are local, if you're in the Dallas area, or even if, you know, you just, you, you just traveling through Dallas this next Thursday, you want to come see me, come see me. Allison will be there. Marlene will be here. It's what time? 3 o'clock Thursday. The 23rd, come on down. Come see me. Want to see me. All right. So um, we talk about talk. We talk about toxic environment. The other thing that you might want to consider as you're moving through that process is maybe that maybe it's not toxic. Maybe you just burnt out. Because that's a thing too. Is if you are taking on too much thing, too many things that are on your plate, and you're continuing to add more to it at some point it's not sustainable you're either and i i just talked to a client the other day one of the reasons that she went and ended up getting out of the position that she was in she was working 70 80 hours a week in mm -hmm. a typical week we work 40 hours she was almost double that and i'm like how did you even survived. She was like, I didn't. Like her health declined. Like all kinds of bad stuff happened. It's like, like maybe it's just the process, and you're burnt out on it. So um, there's two things that can happen. Either you're bored with your job. That means you don't have enough work, or you've done the same thing so long it's just a routine. You don't like doing it anymore. Or you're being overworked. And what's happening in many corporations today is <clears throat> companies want to see more profit, and they're cutting people. That's the mm -hmm. easiest way to, to increase profit is to decrease salaries. When you do that, you have to share those responsibilities that were held by that person with other people. And yeah. so um, let's say in our department, we went from six to four. That means two people um, are gone and the four other people have to pick up all those responsibilities. That really is a lot of work. And so maybe you can do it. Maybe you were overloaded with staff. I don't know. Maybe everybody didn't have to work 40 hours. And so the company looked at the organization and said, this is a place we can cut. Whatever happens, whatever the situation is, you can either work too many hours because there have been cuts or changes or additions to the company, new manager, new vision, all sorts of different things. Or you're bored with your job and you're not, you know, you've just done, it's a routine. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 The routine thing, you have an easy thing to do. You can ask your manager, hey, I've got time. I, I'm really good at what I've been doing. I need more stuff. I, I need more to do. Um, I'd love to help out somewhere else. Trust me, 95% of the managers are going to say, boom, here, would you like to do this right. or this or this? Right. On the other side, if you are working that, 60, 70, 80 hours, that's a lot of work. And you, again, can go to a manager and say, you know what, I, I can't help. sustain this, that's right. I need help. That's right. 
Uh, it doesn't always mean you have to leave. It means there are options, things that you can do. And if the manager says, sorry, that's our, that's the way we do things here, then you have a choice to make. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, it, you were talking, I was thinking about like, <laughs> like our team, mm -hmm. right? Because there's a lot that's going on that's like not always just quite apparent. For example, you are doing a speech at the NJHSA mm -hmm. conference in Dallas, mm -hmm. right? And so you're working on getting that together, getting your slides together, making sure that you've got time to practice the speech, right? You know what I'm doing. <laughs> you, know, you know what you're doing, Allison. You always are amazing when you present. Thank you. Always. You're welcome. Phil is getting almost triple digits now for training in Microsoft mm -hmm. Office. That's not something that just happens. He has to prepare for it. Mm -hmm. I am not only do I have to do this and the research and stuff for it and the setup, but I'm also spearheading uh, uh, the new project for the mock interview. Like there's all kinds of things. Like it's not just like career coach where I get to see clients on, you know, daily. It's like we have to, Everybody has to build in time for all the extra things that all the side projects and things that we're doing. But if we didn't have those things, we would get bored because these are all things that vary on an ongoing basis. Like Jason is saying, we're going to be doing this and everybody, if you're in the Dallas area, anywhere within 50 miles and we'll need help doing mock interviews, we're going to start doing that to help you through either the in-person interview or the Zoom interview. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to do both. We'll let you know as soon as that starts. May. And in May. It's May. <laughs> it's May. I, I'm, I'm charging a project. I'm telling you, it's happening in May. And secondly, <laughs> um, he also does our networking groups. So right. we do those how often? The second and fourth week of each month. Um, the holidays have thrown something, some of the things off, but uh, yeah. The second and fourth week of the month, um, every Thursday afternoon, but those have to be planned. It's not like, hey, come and network. It's here's a topic, here's a subject, here's a presenter, here's, you know, something that is going to help you be successful. And that's what our goal is. Yes. Helping all of you to become more successful. Yes. And so, our, so networking Thursday. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. In person. In person. Come see me. Here. Yes. Also, too. You know what? I, I'm so I'm wearing. I, I'm wearing my JFS T-shirt. Yes, you are. And somebody on a previous podcast, I think it might have been Yolanda, said that she liked she liked my shirt, right? And guys, if you like the T-shirt, you know what? Else, did you know you could buy one in the lobby? Of our building? No yes. 18 bucks gets you this t-shirt right here. Not this one. This one's mine. You can't have my shirt. You probably don't want it anyway because I'm wearing it. But you can you can buy this shirt. $18. But it's not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. Most places, you know, uh, like when you go to like a concert or um, skiing. Skiing and you go to buy a shirt. It's like at least twenty five bucks, if oh, not no. more. <laughs> more. Oh yeah. <laughs> I bought it. The last shirt I bought was uh, actually 
I was in Houston for spring break, and we went to a uh, we went to a, I, I managed to get to a craft brewery while I was out there, and I bought a, a t-shirt for twenty five bucks, eighteen dollars. You could have this shirt right here. All right. <laughs> getting back to the topic. Yes. A new job won't solve oh, your problems. A new job won't solve so your problems. So will getting a new job fix things? I don't know, but neither do you. Um, getting a new job doesn't mean that everything's going to be better. It just means it's a new job. Yeah. Well, it's just that change, and I, I think that um, I think that always the change is good. I just think that you need to kind of look at yourself and why it is that you feel like the change is necessary. Because it might, you're right, it could just be routine. It could be that things aren't challenging. And so it's like, like, like the next thing is like, you know, what are you going, what do you expect out of a new job? So I think that's the important question. What are your expectations? And um, I'm a big believer in writing things down. If you say, oh, I want, and it just comes, flows out, and then two days later I ask you the same question, something else flows out, you don't really know what you want. So if yeah. you write it down and say, I want one, two, three, four, and then four days later look at that list and say, you know what, this is a good list. Or you can say, oh, what I also would like to have is this, this, and this. That's important for you to know what you need to have to be happy in your job. Yeah. And you can look at that and say, you know what, I think I might be able to go to my manager and say, these are the things that I'm looking for. Can we do that here? And if they say, you know what, we can't make those changes, that's fine. Now you know it's time to move on. Yeah. But don't just do it without writing it down. Um, and I... and. People who are in job search right now, if you're unemployed, do the same thing. Write down what you're looking for. It's really important for you to know it's not just the title. It's not just the workspace. It's not just the money. There's more to it than that. Um, are you looking for growth? Are you looking for a family-type environment? Are you looking for a um, home-work balance that's good? 70 hours of work is, is okay with you, that's fine. But if you really want that balance, write it down and know it. Yeah, it it's, it uh, becomes a part of overall what you're going to want to do to be happy. Exactly. Right? Because, exactly. you know, if, if the company, and I think too, like, you know, I guys, if you're out there and you're looking for a job, your job is out there. You gotta, you gotta go get it. It's not just gonna come to you. You gotta go get it and talk to people and and start networking. But it's out there. And like, I think a lot of times too, like when it doesn't happen or you don't get the job, and it wasn't really your job. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't. And so people say, I don't know why I didn't get it. I should have gotten it. I have the skills. You know, it. If you didn't get it, it's okay. There is a job out there for you. Now, what I do have to say, I did read an article from the. I think it was the New York Times, I'm not sure it was on, I found it somewhere, that said um, a lot of companies have jobs on the internet that they're not filling today, but they still have those positions open. Okay. So let's say that ABC company is a big company, and they may have 15 or 20 jobs on the internet, Indeed, um, um, monster, 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 monster
and you apply and you really do meet the qualifications and you don't hear anything, it's not it's possible that it's not that you don't meet the qualifications, it's they decided not to fill it right now. They know at some point they'll have to fill it, but it might not be for six months. So they're just holding on to those resumes. And there was a whole article about this. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's very frustrating for people in job search. Well, yes. Because for the last four years, that's not the way things, longer than that probably, maybe eight years. Right. There have been so many job openings, and that's what everybody's talking about. There's so many job openings right now. Why aren't people to, well, guess what? That's shrinking. Is it, do, is it because the money is not in the budget right at the moment, or the project itself is not going to kick off until You know what, it, that's a great, great, you brought up great um, uh, um, asks. Um, it's because, it, all those, it, it, it's a lot of things. It's companies are trying to save money. Um, people's spending is changing. Um, they're trying to, uh, a project was supposed to start in January. Now it's not going to start until May or June. It's all those different types of things. So, and it's really important um, that you don't get discouraged. And I know that's hard when you don't hear back from them something or you think that you're really well qualified for a job. But um, things change all the time. I mean, in six months, again, it might be, oh man, we're in a hiring frenzy over here. Yeah, that's really interesting to me. Because yeah. we, we, we've talked about, about this it. before. It's like, that's not a thing. It's like, no, that's a real job, right? I know. I, I read this article yesterday on the airplane coming home. It was like, oh, my gosh. How, you know. Yeah. Well, I, now, that would happen sometimes in staffing for specific positions, right? Like, I, I would use call center as, a, uh, as an example because, like, okay, Okay, we got to ramp up. We need 25 people. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now me as a recruiter, I get my client 25 people. The reality is only about 10 to 12 will completely make it through training, but we still need 25 people. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's constant. It's always posted or we repost it, right, to get to get the to get it back up on the top the of the boards. And the, yes. So um, so that sometimes happens, but like that is so yeah, wild. Yeah, these are. And, and they named specific companies. I won't do that, but they, they, they named um, all these companies. And it was someone, I think, from Indeed who was saying their listings, they have listings on there for people, for jobs that are not viable at the moment. I don't know. I do not like that. Do not like Do not like. So I have a, we do have a, a two questions from Gabriella. She asks, what tips do you have to find the hidden job market? That's first. And second question, how do you find out what the real state of the organization is? So those are two really interesting and good questions. So um, to find out the state of the organization is that you have to go on um, um, Indeed, uh, and look at the other jobs that they might have open. If it's a small organization, you need to ask around. You can go on um, LinkedIn and look for people who are working there right now and look at their bios and where they've worked and what they've done, how long they've been there. Um, look for their mission statement and their value statement that should be on their website. Um, 
it's not a hundred percent guarantee, but at least you have an, a good overall view of who they they are and who's running the company. So one of the things that I work on with clients and teaching them is, you know, we're going to say, we're, Gabby, I don't know what you do, but we're going to say, um, we're going to say that you're an accountant. All right. So you're an accountant. What you want to do is first off, identify some companies that you want to work for. Identify, like have some targets, go and connect on LinkedIn with the accountants that are there. Um, the one thing that you need to do is check and make sure they have activity on LinkedIn because if they don't, they're not a regular LinkedIn user. This is not going to work. But reach out to them, connect, tell them why you want to connect. You're an accountant. You want to connect with other accountants. Okay. Um, once they do connect, send them a direct message and ask. Ask them if they have 20 minutes to talk about the company and their role in it. That way you get a good idea of the organization, what it's like to work there, and if it's something that you continue to want to work. By the way, not everybody's going to say yes, okay, when you ask for the time. Um, I have had some, I've had many clients that have tried this tactic and it has worked and they have a better understanding, plus they have now a champion in the company so like when an accountant position comes open in the in the in that department you've got a go-to person they've already had a 20-minute conversation with you about the themselves the organization what you can do and bring to the table so they're more than likely to want to help you out um if so, it's a smaller company though and um, I'm going to talk like JFS. We have less than 100 people. Mm -hmm. um, and it could be a, a company of 50 or, or 60 people. One of the questions you can ask in an interview is, why do you like working here? Um, it's a great question for the person to tell you the good things about the company. And, um, you know, another question that is not too intimidating um, is, are there any changes you'd like to see made? Yep. So, um, if you ask me that in an interview, I'd tell you I'd like a nicer building. <laughs> I'd like heating and air conditioning that worked. <laughs> <It's> like, uh, <laughs> oh my, my office is the worst. It is either way too hot or it is way too cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> part of it's because I. Part of it's yeah. Part of it is because of you know I, I'm like oh I'm at the front of the building and open facing, but like in the summer it is. So we're, like a it's summer. a very old building. The building yeah. is probably I don't know how old, but and it was refurbished from being uh, something else, a, a tire store actually. And so, um, anyways, but those are the things to me that that I would answer. Uh, Fran Fisher, I see you out there. She says uh, she asks uh, what I look for in a job. Is it going to be meaningful, Robert? Tolbert, I see you. He asked, how am I putting what uh, I do out into the world is a good question. Okay. Uh, Gabriella, um, the other question you had is, how do you find the jobs in the hidden job market? First off, there is not a hidden job market. So that's what it's called. <laughs> that's what they call it, but that's not what it is. It's not like, you know, they're we not. have these jobs yeah, over here and there. Nobody yeah. knows. The People secret know. code is. Um, it's networking. Yeah, absolutely. In all honesty, yeah. it, it's just, it's almost a hundred percent networking. It's, it's talking to people, figuring things out, going on LinkedIn, trying to find 
your champion there, trying to make contacts there. It's the, that's where you find the hidden job market, and and it does exist that job market, but those jobs just aren't out there like other, you know. Right. It's so. Even still, I just looked this up a few weeks ago. They are still estimating that of all the jobs that you see on job boards, that's only 30% of the jobs that the company has. The other 70% of the things that they're hiring for, they are either looking at people internally, they're looking for referrals. And you're right, the only way that you're going to be able to figure out what other jobs are open in the company is just by talking to people right. and connecting with people at those target companies. Period. Yeah, and and do it. Don't be afraid to. Don't be. I mean, what do you have to lose? You're not working there anyways. Um, you're trying right. to gather information. If someone called me, I might not have a whole lot of time, but I would give them some time. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just, and that's that's the part that I always tell clients is like the only thing you can control is the process, mm -hmm. right? Like like. Whether they can do it, not do it, maybe it has to get rescheduled because everybody's busy, like they're working. Like, you just control the process. That's it. And it'll happen when it's supposed to happen and on the, on the right timeline. Um, by the way, Gabriella did tell me that in the chat that she's a project manager and is uh, multilingual. Oh. Gabriella, she's moving to... DFW very soon. Where are you living right now? Just I don't think she told me. She just said she's moving here. I'm trying to monitor the chat. We're going to look forward to meeting you. Gabriella, if you need help in your job search, you can call us at 972-437-9950, extension 379. Leave a message. Somebody from the team will get back to you in 24 hours so we can start that process. Even though you're not local right now, and this is for everybody, we can do virtual stuff. Mm -hmm. I got some virtual clients. You got virtual clients too. I do. Um, we and and Phil, our trainer, is uh, actually he's teaching. He's he is teaching Microsoft Office, and we are now international. Did he tell you this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have people from uh, signing up and joining us virtually all the way from Canada to Myanmar. No joke. All right. So that was my. Uh, that was my speech real quick. Um, oh, so <laughs> let's get back to the topic. We kind of went, we went down a rabbit hole right there, guys. But um, so new job. One of the things that you want to do is make sure I say get take a good look at yourself and ask yourself some of the questions like and we talked about, you know, the challenges of the position. But one thing is like, what have you done to maybe make the situation worse? And it, it could be that you're not communicating very well in, with, you know, your supervisor and or your team, right? So sometimes, and I'm not saying every time or everyone does this, but sometimes people talk too much about things they shouldn't be discussing in an office. Um, you know, your office is your place of work. And even though you befriend some people, that doesn't mean that you have to blurt out all your thoughts, feelings, and life. And um, you have to figure out a good balance of how much information you want to share and how much information you want to keep for your BFF after work. And, and, and know that balance. And sometimes people get a little too comfortable at work 
and just share things that really should be kept private. Alice is talking about me right now. <laughs> no, that's true, though, because, like, you know, it's you are with these people, like, eight hours a day, right, um, and see them probably somewhat more than you do your actual family. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. The people you work with, you see more than, I mean, I see my team here more than I see my husband, because after work, we have, we both have things to do that often are not together. Yes. I'm in a book club. He's in, he's in a book club. You know, we just, we do different things. Yeah. Um, so other thing is look at those stressors. What is it that's stressing you out? What do you need to work on for you as you go through the process? Because, um, you know, if it's a specific thing, you, it's something that you, def, you want to identify and then work on trying to fix it. And that's the other part. Are you going to be able to fix it? Because if not, then you might want to look at other options. And, and I'm not saying that change isn't, that you should never change. Change is oftentimes good, but you need to weigh the pros and the cons. Um, the last division of my company that I worked for, um, we had a team of presidents, two guys that I just thought I was over the moon. They were just so, so such good managers and, and had such visionaries and, you know, had all the right stuff. Well, um, they ended up selling to a venture capitalist who wanted a different direction and they left and brought in someone who wasn't like that. And so, um, in the end, I wasn't happy in my job, but I, it was like, should I, shouldn't I, will it be better? Can I do it somewhere else? Am I just burn out? There's all these thoughts going through your yeah. head. And then one day he came in and laid off the whole team of us. So it didn't matter after that, but I wasn't happy. And, um, I wasn't happy being laid off because they right. had no income, but I, I wasn't happy in the job anymore. So when do you, how do you, let me ask you that. How do you appraise yourself and when it's a time to leave? Um, I think that everybody's situation is different. I think that everybody needs to really get and take that uh, honest look at the reasons why. Um, for me, when it was time for me to leave, uh, it was due to, we got a new manager. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, had worked with this person and, uh, he sat behind me, uh, his cubicle was behind mine for seven years. Uh, we got along. I thought really well, um, and there was uh, what well what happened. <laughs> as I'm as I'm getting into this, I'm like I might as well just yeah we'll just yeah here it goes. So he lied to me right to my face, like and I actually knew like it was a lie and called him out on it, and then he like went and went to support it um, using data that I did not have access to. And so I was like, okay, 
because I don't want to work for somebody that is going to be dishonest to mm-hmm. me and straight up lie to my face. And so I, that's when I started, uh, you know, looking for a job. Uh, for me, it's it, it was mostly just uh, an integrity thing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to work for somebody that's like that. I've, I've done that in the past. So had that not happened, would you still be there? Um. That's a very good question. The answer is no. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons is because, and this is the other reason why I started looking for, that was the main reason I started looking for the work. The other reason was we had uh, some some changes in the lifestyle and I needed a job that was going to pay more money. So, um, but the other part of that was I... So the position came open, right? And the person that was leaving the position, as well as the center manager, both asked me to apply to the position. They wanted to put me in that position. And I, you know, more money. Uh, But overall, I thought about it and thought the headache of trying to manage some of those people that are there because it's a government job and, you know, the, there were some typical, what you think of guys as typical government employees that are just sitting around collecting a paycheck and not doing There were some of those out there and I did not want to have to deal with trying to manage them and also felt that overall my happiness and what I like to do in trying to help the customers go back to work would be more, I would be more beneficial doing that than worried about reports and, you know, productivity and whatever, you know, what people are doing and that sort of thing. And it's not like I haven't managed people before. Uh, It's just in that environment, I did not, I felt like it would be a bigger headache trying to be a manager in that position than not. So I turned it down and then they put this person in and then everything happened and and Allison made a great decision in hiring me here. I did. No, I'm very happy. I love my job here. And all the things that I do and get to do and get to help people. So, there you go. Um, so, will the job solve your problem? Sometimes. Maybe. Maybe. Sometimes it will. Sometimes you need to look at the problem and say, let me see if I can solve it first. Yes. Then make that decision. Yes. Again, write down reasons why, what can I do, can I make these changes? If the answer is yes, try and do that. If the answer is no, it's time to move on. Yeah, for sure. So we're not saying never move on. What we're saying is look at the whole picture. Right, because I think change can be good. It's just you you need to know some of the angles before you just jump into some stuff. So. And, and it's not always, you know, sweetness and honey. It's going to be tough on the, on the new job, too. Yeah. So, well, I mean, every job is going to come with a different set of challenges. Right. Need to, I mean, if you can get ahead of it and know what those challenges are going to be. Right. So, um, Allison, before we do our fun question, yes. the one thing that I forget, like, we've got all kinds of stuff going on. Like, like do. Phil's doing virtual MS office training. we got in-person networking Thursday. Um, I, I'm, we're building out, I'm building out a mock interview program for everybody. You know what we're doing tomorrow? No, I don't. <laughs> well, you better 
figure it out, Hardy. Because you're doing it. Me and you are doing a presentation tomorrow. Oh, we are doing a presentation tomorrow. Yes, we're doing how to sell things on eBay and how to use PayPal. Because you want to get paid. You can't just sell stuff on eBay and not get paid. And we and you are doing that tomorrow at 2 o'clock. In, in person. In person, in the building. Here. Right here. So if you want to learn how to sell things on eBay, come see me and Allison tomorrow too, because we're, we're gonna tell you. I'm excited. It's gonna be. It's it's very. It's gonna be cool. It is. So yeah. um, the the thing about eBay, just so everybody knows, you don't have to be a salesperson or an expert, or this is not your business. This is just stuff you want to sell. Yeah. Get rid so, of. And get rid of, and can get some money for I it. Did, I did. I had it. For a time, I, I sold a good bit of stuff on eBay. Did you? Yeah. Oh, comic, you can teach me. Comic books. I sold comic books. That was pretty... Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. So, Allison, for the fun question of the day, and you just got back from vacation, what is your favorite thing to do on vacation? So, there's a lot of favorite things I like to do, to yeah. be honest Give me a couple. All right. Um, I like to, um, see new cities and, and, and tour them with, you know, on a, an actual tour. I want to know, you know, I, I think that's fascinating. Um, I like to go sometimes to places and just R&R, just yeah. relax yeah. and sit by the water. I'm a water person, but I'm also a snow person. So, um, I like that. I like, I, I snowmobiled for the first time this weekend. This week. awesome. And, um, <laughs> I now know that I absolutely love snowmobiling. So those are some things that I like. What do you like? Uh, I like eating. Ooh, I do too. And drinking, uh, craft beer. I like to go to different breweries. He doesn't mean just drinking. I'm not he's, just he's like, a, he's a beer drinker. Yeah. I drink craft beer and I love going to different, uh, cities and exploring different craft breweries that I've not been to before. And um, when I say eat, like, you know, and I know you know, like you have your favorite spots around here and it's just kind of like, like mm -hmm. I already know where I'm going for lunch today to pick up my food. It's just like the same, mm -hmm. same thing. But when you discover those little hole in the wall Mexican food places that are just amazing or Italian. On our trip, we did. Yeah. We just we were going to a restaurant. We had a reservation at, but we kept walking, walking, and we saw this little Thai restaurant, and we thought, "Oh, we're going to go in." Um, it was. We ordered all stuff we've never had. <laughs> right. It was the best food we've eaten, and it was like one of those little tiny, little tiny places that was just wonderful, and they had craft beers. Did they? Yeah, That's they awesome. Did. That's, that's that's the best. And I, I have to point out. So Yolanda said she likes to go to the beach, and she said she tagged me and said nap. <laughs> that's a good. I do like to nap. I am a world champion napper. <laughs> I took two. I took two naps Sunday. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I also took two walks. I had, I, I walked like seven miles Sunday. So, all right, guys, this has been this week. Oh, and LaShawn, LaShawn, I see you out there, too. She says, explore and go where the locals tell you for food. Yep, that's exactly what Definitely. I would do. Definitely. Guys, this has been Kevin at Your Career. Next week, we're going to talk about mindset. We've talked about mindset before, but we haven't done a 
a whole segment. segment on mindset. So we're going to talk about that next week. In the meantime, come see me and Allison tomorrow for how to sell things on eBay and PayPal and in-person networking on Thursday at 3. We're busy this week. Yeah, what's going on? We do. All right, we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all in person tomorrow and Thursday at two and three, respectively. And we'll see you next week on Caffeinate Your Career. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for coming.